0: And we're back. This is Mike Cernovich from Danger and Play and Guerrilla Mindset. The trigger warning. We are going to be talking about Donald Trump, who apparently triggers a lot of people. And I, I don't really understand that. But let's talk about that, what he's been doing. But before we do, let's talk about my Kickstarter, which is going great. Thank you to all of you. I'm doing a documentary film with Lauren Feldman, who's a great documentary filmmaker. It's called Silenced, Our War on Free Speech, and it's been going great. And if you haven't backed it yet because maybe you don't think you have enough money or whatever, guys, even, even a dollar is cool. And I'm not, I'm not saying that um, to, to placate anyone. So here's the deal. When you do a documentary, you're an unknown guy like me and you get it done, you want to get it on Netflix. You can't just self-publish it to Netflix. You have to go through a film distribution company. What are they going to say to me? These big companies, there's only a couple of them before I can get on Amazon and before I can get on Netflix. They're going to say, who are you? You are a nobody. And you know what my answer to that is? You're right. You've never heard of me. And yet I had this Kickstarter and in this Kickstarter. Over 500 people backed it and we raised, you know, 40 or $50,000. So if I'm a nobody and nobody's ever heard of me and there's that much interest in the project, imagine how many people are going to watch this when we produce it and go mainstream. That's how you turn a negative into a positive. Thus, yeah, the bigger, the better, the more you guys can back it. Um Great. But even if you you know even if you don't have a lot of money or whatever, no big deal. A dollar still shows up as a backer, and then I can say, okay, look, I got all these backers. All these people want to watch it. Imagine how many people are going to want to see this when you distribute it through Netflix and Amazon and everything else. And that's kind of a um, it's a sales technique, guys. It's a marketing technique. People can say, well, who are you? Who do you think you are? And I could be defensive. Oh well, yeah, but the film's really good and. Um, Or I could just own it and then flip it. You're right. I'm nobody in Hollywood. You've never heard of me. But I had this Kickstarter. I didn't get written about in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times. Not a single mainstream outlet wrote about me. This is just grassroots social media. A couple of my friends with blogs wrote about it. And look, look at the interest. Now imagine the interest when we go worldwide. See, so I own the criticism, and then I reframe it. And there's so many ways that you can do that in life. I used to go to a lot of these legal seminars when I was a law student, and I would meet all these interesting people, and sometimes, you know, people would be kind of dickheads to me, and they would say, well, who the fuck do you think you are, right? Because why would I be a law student 24 around all these really highly successful lawyers? And I would say, well, I'm here, aren't I, right? Right. So I own it. I I own it. I get it. I don't say oh, you yeah, I don't know. Why am I here? Um, I don't belong here. I just say, eh, you know, I'm not like one of you. I'm not a fucking lion. <laughs> I'm not some guy taking cases to trial and getting 10 20 30 million dollar verdicts, but Somehow I figured out how to be in the same room with you and they would always go Oh, right. Oh same thing with this film stuff. You know some assholes Hollywood biggest assholes in the world, right? Who the fuck are you? That's, that's exactly how I say it to you. They're not they're not nice about it. And I will say you're right. You never heard of me. Here I am. Had this great Kickstarter. All these backers. Guess what, bitch? Here we are. We're not going to be ignored. That's how you turn a negative to a positive. So um, go to Kickstarter. Um, you can go to DangerandPlay.com and then you can back it. But that's the perfect segue into Trump, right? Trump. Oh my God. There are protesters everywhere. Protesters are at his rally. What are you going to do? Well, here's the way most people would do. Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton. They would be like, oh, oh my God, it's dangerous. Protesters are trying to victimize us. And they'd play the victim card, right? That victim mindset. What's Trump say? My God, my rallies are the most fun in the world. These are so fun. You never know what's going to happen. They're so exciting. So he's reframed a negative protesters, right? Everybody says, oh, protesters are bad. They're going to disrupt you you, and they make you look bad. And then he just says, no, 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 no. Like, isn't this fun? Because Trump understands what people like. All of us. Come on. I'm not above it. You're not above it. The, The sooner you own it and don't think you're above it all, the more fun you'll have in life. We love drama, right? We just love it. And even if we have drama, we want drama in our real life. We want, it, we want to watch it. When your own life is going good, you watch um, sports. Why be emotionally invested in a sports team and a franchise? It doesn't make any sense because of drama is a human need. We evolve that way. Now, obviously, you don't want to let drama rule your life or you'll end up like one of those real housewide weirdos and you'll, you'll have a bad life. And And I do avoid drama in terms of people in my life, but you can use drama for good. Come to my rally. Who knows what's going to happen? Now, everybody's excited. Everybody's going to watch. Twenty, thirty thousand 30,000 people go to his rallies. People follow his Twitter. People follow the the streams of his rallies. Their live news feeds because nobody knows what's going to happen. So he's reframed a a negative. Oh, my God, these people don't like him, right? Because usually what they're going to say is, well, these people don't like him. He must be a bad guy, what do the people who don't like him have to say? That's what gives these people power. Oh, what do they have to say? What are they saying? We, we better you know better listen to them. And he just said, ah, it's part of the show, right? Come enjoy the fun. That and if you notice now, if you want to track word usage, fun. Everybody now is saying fun and wild. Well, that's these are Trump words. If you read his old books, he's got them to be very popular. So you see how he reframes a negative to a positive. And you know you're not Trump, but you can do that you know, in your own life. At least people are talking because, you know, everybody worries about haters. Everybody's about what what are people saying behind my back. But before you can get that to that level, you have to go real deep and you have to go into shame. Why again do I talk about Trump? You you guys have been following my stuff for years, right? I don't care about the election. I, I, I want Trump to win because of the free speech and the politically correct culture. But end of the day, You got to worry about your life. End of the day, I worry about my life. I worry about what I can do for you guys and you girls and you boys and men and everybody else, right? End of the day, the president is the president. It's all rigged. It's all crooked. Come on. They're all one way or another out to get us, and it's always been that way. You got to worry about what you can do. But I write about Trump and, and talk about him because he has lessons that you can apply to your life. How many people could endure The hatred that he receives on a daily basis, every day, for years, decades. And the reason he does that is because of his mindset. He uses self-talk, he uses affirmations. And this isn't stuff that I make fun of, or that I make fun of, rather. This isn't stuff I made up to sell guerrilla mindset. I wish I had read Trump's book before I wrote guerrilla mindset because he has so many good examples from The Art of the Deal and from his other books that he applies a lot of the same principles that we all apply And sort of are, I don't know if you would say, the forefather of everyone, maybe Norman Peale, the power of positive thinking, Jim Rohn, there are a few guys. And it's how you talk to yourself. And the way you talk to yourself and the way you deal with shame is crucial. Shame. People are saying bad things about you. That's a feeling, right? That invokes a feeling. That's all shame is, is an emotion, Oh my God! People, you know, people are saying bad things about me. I, I used to kind of deal with this early on with, um, with Shauna. you know. And the way I did this relationship versus the last one is, you know, I, I learned I learned the game, you know, myself too. You know, I did. I just said, you know, this is who I am. This is what I do." If you have a problem with it? You got to just get out of here. You know, I'm not going to change. But then I started teaching her the mindset principles, which is, "Why are you ashamed of what I say? You know me. Well, yeah, but my friends are saying that you're." You're a racist, you're a misogynist, you're, you're this, you're that. And I go, well, yeah, but why do you care what they think, right? If you're a woman and you're a relationship with a man or you're a man and you're a relationship with a woman, why do you care what your friends are saying about the person? Maybe you shouldn't be friends with those people, right? That's the way I would look at it is if your so-called friends are making judgments that you know that are untrue, they're, they're liars essentially, why would you even be friends with those people, that's, that's kind of the way I look at it. And I've gotten very um, aggressive about that with my own friends. I've lost friendships because of stuff I've written on the internet. I've lost friendships over, over many things. And the, my answer to that is, you know, when, when somebody that you maybe think is good lies about you or they make wrong judgments about you, there is an emotion. And that emotion is shame. And then that, that shame leads to a spiral, and, and and with different people, it affects them differently. But, you know, rape victims, they get raped. And then a lot of times they become very promiscuous because it's a shame spiral, right? But that's an extreme example. But that, that's what happens to people. You begin making bad decisions or decisions that aren't consistent with your view on the world and the way you want to live because of an emotion, because of the way another person made you feel. And then the way you deal with that – is mindset training, self talk. So I would say, well, why am I feeling shame? Well, I'm feeling shame because so and so said this about me. And then I would say, well, are they true? Have you reached out? Have you tried to explain your position? You know, okay. And then what do you realize is that people who try to shame you are themselves ruled by shame. They don't have a logical explanation for why you're wrong or what you're doing is bad. They've been brainwashed by the media and by the power structures and by higher education that if you say something that you're wrong, they feel shame and then they want to shame you. So then you just work through it and then you become kind of shameless. So people try to shame me and I just, I just laugh, right? Why would I care? Why would I, why would I care at all? Trump is a master at that. They, they say, well, Trump is shameless. Examine that. Always examine that when people try to insult you, what are they really trying to say? Trump is shameless. Go deeper. We can't shame him, right? It isn't that being shameless is necessarily bad or evil on its own. They're saying we can't shame him. But people shame people for being right all the time. Think about historical examples. Think about people who have lost their careers. Think about your own life where people have shamed you incorrectly. They blamed things on you that you didn't do. They've accused you of things you didn't do. They've maligned your character. You all know this has happened to all of us. So think about that. They want to use shame on you. So there's nothing wrong with being shameless per se because what if people are trying to use negative shame, right, to destroy your reality? It isn't even true. Now, I could see that if you did something actually that that, that, um, destroyed your values and were consistent with your values – yeah, I would get it then. But maybe you shouldn't let other people dictate how you feel, right? Maybe you should decide you're going to feel you want to feel. And you go, shame, shame, shame everywhere you go, big and small. You see, you know, I always use this as, as, as an example because every guy, and if you're a woman you're listening to this, you know, you need to learn this stuff too. Every guy at one point in his life has seen a girl he was wildly attracted to, and he's like, I'm going to go talk to her. Uh, and then he invents some kind of reason why he can't. Oh, well, she, she's busy. She wouldn't want to talk to right? her. Because you're trying to rationalize away that feeling of shame he had. But you think about it. You go try to talk to a girl. Hey, you know, you talk to her. What if she says no? What if she says you're the ugliest, most disgusting person that I've ever met? And you have booger, boogers in your nose and your teeth are yellow. Are you going to die? You know, all she has done is shamed you. And then you can choose to accept that feeling of shame or you can't. And then it is a choice because it is about power. I got this, I think, from Jerry Spence, how to argue and one every time. I read it years ago. And I didn't really understand it until I had people kind of every day attacking me. That's one reason I understand this stuff better than most And my Trump understands that every day people say, the most terrible things about me that you could imagine. And it used to make me a little bit angry, but it's like a trial by fire. It used to. Most of us people don't, you know, you see girls, they buy these little shirts, I heart my haters. You don't have haters. Uh, one person randomly saying something mean to you isn't a hater. I have dedicated people who all they do is troll me every day. They contact my ex wife, they contact people who know me, they, um, friend request me, you know, they they download pictures of my Facebook, right? Every day of my life. And I just don't care because they are trying to have power over me. So then you have to go deeper into shame and then you have to go deeper into power. Where does your power come from? Deep within yourself, personal power, belief in yourself or other people? Because if you can shame me, You now have the power to control how I feel. Isn't that kind of crazy? We never really think about it that way, do we? Nobody – of course nobody teaches you how to think about it this way because if they did, someone would say we'd go into chaos, but of course not because most people aren't going to apply the principles anyway. But the government, the system works by shaming you. Do the right thing. How many times have we heard that? Do the right thing. What is the right thing? Get a job, get a mortgage. I think getting a mortgage is a terrible idea. Going to college, that's becoming not a good idea for a lot of people. Uh, following the rules, not really a good idea. Gender roles now in the US, US are a mess. You know, not a good idea. You really got to know what you're doing these days. But they're trying to make you control how you feel. So they shame you, they use shame. To take power over your emotions. And that's why Gorilla mindset is how to control your thoughts and emotions. I thought about including words like power in it, but those have been overused in other books. And I don't, I don't think they really taught you personal power. Because personal power is you can control how you feel. That's real power. That's real freedom. I mean, think about it, guys. I don't, I'm not some super rich guy. You know, I've never said I'm on the private jets or anything like that. But I'm so happy with my life pretty much every day. I have ups and downs like other people. Some days where I'm like really elated and other days where I'm like, eh, you know. But I can't remember the last time I've been depressed or really down or really sad because those emotions usually come from shame, feeling you're inadequate. A lot of people, you know, they try to shame me in every kind of way possible. You're not a real author. You're not this. You just have a website. All you do, you just have a blog. Right? They try to do all these things. Which is ironic because if you look into those people objectively speaking I'm, I'm far more successful than they are, but they want to, they only have the tools that they have, right Th- I mean think about it if you're a writer or a blogger or a journalist or a reporter whatever when you call yourself or the Washington Post, you're thinking, yeah, I'm a big deal, you know, but they 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 make less than I make, they sell fewer books, and they aren't their own brand, so if they get fired. They just got to try to get a job at another corporation. We're on my own corporation, right? But they don't understand the world that way. And their world, everything is what? Based on shame, which is what? Based on what? Status. Social status. Do you see how everything kind of comes together now? Status is what? Social construct. Who? You know, that's why I don't like the alpha beta shit. You don't hear me really use that much anymore. Eh, you know, who is alpha? Who is beta? Well, everybody wants to change the definition to suit them. Well if you're rich, but your wife is ugly, you know, you're beta. Well, you know, okay. But people say that usually why? Because they're not rich, right? They're changing the definition of alpha because they're not very successful financially. So now they want to say, oh, well, all that matters is, you know, how many women you sleep with. Well, then you say, well, okay, but what about that rich guy on Wall Street who buys the hottest hookers in the world, has a hot new hooker, you know, every week, every weekend, he's got a nine or a 10, Oh yeah, but he's beta because only betas pay for it. Alpha males, you know, alpha males spend 30 hours a week trying to meet girls, and right. And then you're thinking, oh, that's interesting. Why are you you know why are you hung up on this definition of alpha or beta? Why do you have to be alpha? Why do you, why do you have to be beta? Why do you have you right? Because it's social status is hardwired in us. We'll never escape it. I mean, we're, we are monkeys after all. We did evolve from from monkeys, but. <laughs> But you think about that. Why do you care? You know, people call me now beta. You know, these people, I'd be like, yeah, I want people to think of alpha male. I haven't cared about that shit for years. People, so people on the internet, you know, the only thing that says you're beta male. Oh, okay, you, you got me, right? Like, why would I care about that? Because you want me to buy into your status hierarchy. And then you need to catch yourself in the same thing. You know, if you are trying to create definitions to make you feel better about yourself relative to other people, you know, what's really going on there? That's where you got to go deep, right? That's what this mindset stuff is all about. You got to go deep within yourself and figure this shit out for yourself. I can write a book. I can do podcasts, but you got to spend time by yourself. Why do you care if anybody thinks you're alpha male, right? Why do you got to re, um, redefine a definition, right, of what alpha is so that somehow fits you? Because, oh, yeah, I'm 35. I don't really have any money, but I went to a bar, and after talking to 30 girls, has sex with a seven. I'm the real alpha, but the the guy, the multimillionaire who who's paying for sex, he's the beta. And, you know why? Can't you just be happy with your own life, right? Is it maybe you're not fulfilled, right? And maybe what you don't want to be happy is you want to be fulfilled, which is which is something else. And that that again is why you got to go deep within yourself and ask yourself why. You know why do you care? And again, that goes back to Trump. You're ugly. You got bad hair. You're old. You pled bankruptcy. Um, you pay for it you're this or that you know you you th- you think that guy cares <laughs> right but he uses it for his own publicity because conflict is attention a lot of people say mike what well, you know the the rule is you're only supposed to troll with people who are like bigger names than you right people say well mike why do you, you know why do you answer these trolls who so only have like 40 50 twitter followers well the answer is because it lets me hype whatever i want to hype by using them so i could Oh, my God, a hater says something mean about me. I better stop doing this podcast. Or I could, you know, because a lot of people, they want to make fun of how I talk, right? I, I don't like how you talk. I could say, oh, my God, I will to do a podcast I hurt my feelings. Or I could say I talk fine, which is what most people do. I, I'm fine. I like my voice. Me, I just say, well, you know, here's, you know, I sell a lot of audio books. My podcast is pretty fucking popular. What's that say about you, you little fucking loser? So that, see, that allows me to make my own point and allows me to hype myself. Because if all I said was, look at me, I'm great. Well, that can come off the wrong way and and not in a way that people like. But people are shit-talking me and I'm defending myself. That's just you defending yourself. It's a different game, right? And Trump has always played that game very well. So people say, oh, Trump is a bully. Trump is this. No, no, no. People attack Trump. He uses their attack to say what he wants to say right so it doesn't even matter what the other guy is saying you're gonna get your message out and you don't respond to what that person says defensively you don't defend yourself if you just whatever that person says doesn't matter you're gonna say your own message it's like that in you know and everything in life and you even learn that you know you even learn that in the game with um, the women you know women ask you a direct question what do you do for a living right the typical sort of schlubby boring answers oh yeah you know, I'm a, you know this or that or you know that There's no excitement in that. Then you learn when you're meeting women, you don't answer their questions directly. Maybe you evade the question. Maybe you don't answer it all. Maybe you lie, right? It's just about having a good time. It's about having fun. And that's what Trump does. Trump has a lot of fun. And that's another reason people hate him. That's why people hate me. Here's what I've learned. If you want to be the most hated man on the internet, just have fun. Just let people look at your pictures and say, wow, that guy is just happy. They don't know what to do because a lot of people can say they've you know been with more women, made more money, you know they have great kids, they have better education they have um i don't know i don't even know what people use to measure their dicks anymore because I'm so far out of that game right now, I'm just sitting in my living room looking at flowers, drinking a glass of wine, doing a podcast i don't even know what the fuck um, people use anymore to compare themselves, but by all those traditional Metrics. There's people, you know. I go to my meetups. I got guys way better looking than me, right? Way rich or way whatever, right? Name it. But that that doesn't make people mad, right? What makes people mad is they're just like, God, this guy's just having a good time. He just enjoys life. I enjoy. It, Trump enjoys it, and that's the real reason. If you if you're you know if you're a Trump hater, I doubt you're still listening because you're you're so triggered and angry. But what is it you really hate about Trump? He's more of a liar than the, these other guys. Are, are you kidding me? Right? Do you really? Do you really? You want to? You want to argue this logically? I would gladly argue, um, argue logically. He's dangerous. I don't know how many people have been killed in drone strikes by Barack Obama, who won the Nobel Peace Prize his first year in the president. How many wars has Obama started? What happened in Libya, Syria? Right? Hillary Clinton lied. Didn't do her job. People died in Benghazi, right? Ted Cruz lied. Rubio lied. They're all liars. Trump is a fucking liar. Come on, get out of here. So what is it about Trump? Why do you think he is so much worse than everyone else? Well, that's your own unconscious feelings coming out. You see a guy who's just, he has fun. Trump is just enjoys life. You can make fun of his hair. You can do this. You can do this. He's just living the life, man. He is living the dream. To people like me, I see that. and I just say, good for him, man. I'm happy for him. But if you can't look at somebody living a happy life and just say, good for that person, you know, I'm gonna go back to my life and try to to live it and have fun too, because I don't I don't live Trump's life or want it. I wouldn't want to be CEO of a big company, have a bunch of employees, you know, live in a skyscraper. I don't want any of that stuff, man. Give me a one bedroom apartment you know, have kids, give me, you know, a small house. Perfectly happy with that. Which of course a lot of the so called self help gurus would say, Well, think bigger. Think you know, I always funny when guys think that I'm who I'm not. Think bigger, Mike. You should want a mansion. Why? I've lived in a mansion. Kind of sucks, actually. Um, you got to walk. You know, if you, if you order food, I guess you can have servants, but then if you have servants bring you the food up that takes you five minutes to walk down to pick up, are they going to steal from you? Are they going to spy on you? Are they recording you? Right? Just more drama. I like a very streamlined, minimalist, kind of simple life and makes me happy. So even though I'm not Trump, I don't feel any jealousy for the guy. But if you hate the guy, maybe you're jealous of him, right? Have you thought about that? Maybe you want what he wants, in which case, hey, create a plan to get what he wants, but being jealous and being angry all the time isn't going to work. All right. That's my Donald Trump podcast. I hope we tied in a lot of stuff together. I I I just don't like to talk about the politics. I like to talk about the real high-minded mindset stuff that, more importantly, you can apply to your life. Because otherwise, you're just watching reality TV, which, hey, you know, we all do it. We, you know, I'm not going to pretend I'm above it all either. But, you know, maybe you watch a little reality TV once a week. If, if that's your whole life, what are you doing? You're losing your whole life. By the way, if you haven't already, back to Kickstarter. Hey, if you can give five grand, great. You can be an associate producer. You don't have five grand? Cool, man. Give five bucks. It'll still increase the number of backers. And right now, the more money, the more backers we have, the better. And you can read all my updates. I'm, I'm telling you exactly where the money's going. I'm not using it to – I mean I'm not making any money at all actually. I'm putting all my work in pro bono. It's just travel costs and everything for Lauren and then Lauren's time, which is considerable. And he's actually taken a very substantial pay cut on this too because it's a passion project. So, so find Silence Link Kickstarter. Otherwise, go to DangerandPlay.com, and I'll put a link on it. So thanks for tuning in. If you have any more questions, let me know. Until next time, this is Mike Cernus from Danger in Play and Guerrilla Mindset.